You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, Wolfcast number 663, recorded January 9th, 2020. Brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringBadges.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style, that's OutMotoring.com. Let's have, a party. Let's have a party in Vegas. Let's have a party in Vegas. Hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona. Brand new episode of World Famous White Roof Radio of 2020. We're back. Hi. Uh, our death show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> our death show, yeah. That, of course, our good friend Todd Pearson, motoringstripes.com. Uh, the good reverence with us as well, our head mechanic, chief motor, uh, Mr. Chad Miller. Yes. Detroit.com has joined us as well. Gentlemen. We're uh, hoping Canada takes us over soon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Texas is going to secede and be its own state. We want to be Canadian. Wouldn't it be great if like every Starbucks was instantly replaced with Tim Hortons? <laughs> Tim Hortons. <laughs> I'd be in there. I for just saw for somebody Tim. just Tim Hortons just did something cool on Twitter, and I forgot oh, they what did it was because they they uh, when the when Meghan Markle and and yeah, that's uh, what Harry basically said. We're not going to be royals anymore. We're going to move you know someplace else, and we're considering Canada. Basically, Tim Hortons tweeted out, they're like, hey, if you guys decide to move to Canada, free Tim Hortons for life. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know. That's pretty strong. That is pretty strong, man. I'd move to Canada for free t- free Tim Hortons for life, I think. Especially if it's not just coffee, if it included the donuts. Like the whole menu? If it included, Yeah, if it included Timbits. Come on. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I'm, Although I don't I, my favorite story was I had some friends. Um, I still have some friends who live in uh, Halifax. Okay. And, um, you know, that was my first introduction to Tim Hortons. This was probably 15 years ago yeah. when, when I was visiting there. And uh, they were telling me this story about the local Tim Hortons down the street. Uh, a bunch of people got busted because they were selling drugs out the drive-up window. And the and the queue was when you – the clue when you came in, you ordered – like the sixteen-piece Timbits, which doesn't exist on the menu, right? Right. Okay. Or by the half dozen or the dozen, or whatever. You order the sixteen-piece Timbits, and that was whatever drug they were selling out of there. <laughs> and uh, so they busted God. this drug ring out of a Tim Hortons in Halifax, Nova Scotia. That's kind of funny. That's that's actually kind of really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Canadian. Yeah. For you, that's that's Canada for you. So that's your hot tip. Next time you're in Canada and you go to Tim Hortons, ask for the sixteen-piece Tim. The sixteen Timbits, and see what happens. <laughs> And I think it's funny too because they you might get arrested though, so I don't know if I could really recommend that. <laughs> they call them Timbits, and it it sounds completely sexual. It's just a donut hole. I mean, but that's all their donut holes, yeah. For those who aren't. But Chad, you've got familiar. you've got Tim Hortons in uh, Detroit, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. They're all uh, independents. Uh, that's actually a bake shop now, um, wow. or they're hooked to a Wendy's. Yeah, they're owned by Wendy's. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't have – you don't see Tim Hortons west of uh, the Rockies. Uh, Michigan, um, Ohio, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but, I mean, we get Dunkin' Donuts, so that's okay. Dunkin' makes a decent cup of coffee. They make a good donut. I have not purchased a donut at a donut shop in I don't know how long. It's been oh, – I can't have donuts anymore. Mr. Mike uh, brought back uh, Philly donuts for us. Oh, of course he, he did. Back about the, a week the, ago. The, the, whatever his favorite are is Yummies Donuts. Yeah, Yummies. Yeah, and then they're not they're not bad. I mean, no, they're, they're really they're not good, bad. De- they're a good donut. I'm not sure I'd bring back two boxes on a plane for people in a different state. Good. <laughs> it's not like Kansas City Barbecue good, but they're good. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know <laughs> they're decent. They're decent. You know, thanks, Mike. I appreciate the donuts. They were good. Yeah, I'm uh, sure you're listening. 
Chad, for our um, for our meetup in Vegas in March, I'll bring some from a local shop in there in Phoenix called Bosa Donuts. Oh, and Bosa's that 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 Korean place. Oh, they're so good. Bosa Donuts, and it's a chain. There's like 16 Bosa Donuts in Phoenix, and they are amazing. Maybe I'll bring a box of I'll bring a box of Bosa. Maybe they have donuts in Vegas too, DB. They're really good. Yeah, they do. But you can't have donuts. Donuts are bad for us. We're old. We can't have donuts anymore, Todd. Well, you know Chad what? Chad's a kid. He can have donuts all he wants. You yeah, know what? I can we need donut to, it up. It doesn't matter. We need to make a road trip when we're in Vegas because uh, you know what they have in Vegas now are dispensaries. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you, just, you, you only, well, yeah, but the ones in Vegas, I think you're, they're medical. So if you no, want to no, go. Dude, it is recreational in Vegas, has been for about two years. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, they're you doing walk, it on the street. You walk outside, and I, I shit you not. You walk out and, and we're saying, smells a smell pot. We're staying at Aria. I hate that. And they don't allow smoking of weed in the casinos. Right. But you they walk can't. immediately outside and oh, there's yeah. five dudes standing around token up, you know, <sighs> burning a fatty right there, right yeah, outside. The not casino. cool. So why what kind of a road trip are we gonna have around pot then, Dodd? <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll go get some edibles. <laughs> you know? I can't do go get some gummy bears and just have a nice weekend. I just can't do the smell. Yeah, that's anyway, you know, it's funny. Don't remember what we're talking about. Get some brownies or cookies or something like that. That's totally I don't mind legal. the smell. It's just I don't like it in my lungs. Well, yeah, that's the that thing. Too. You don't have to. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to smoke it. I mean, they got totally got all kinds of things. Yeah, somebody so for those told of you, me that the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll kill my girlfriend. She'll just die. Like she's allergic to the whole thing. She'll just be like, just ambulance right to the hospital." She's yeah. allergic to THC. Yeah, no, yeah. My, mine's allergic to smoke. So no. Um, what we're talking about though is going to Vegas. When we're talking about going to Vegas is the end of March, 27, 28, 29. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Last weekend of March, White Refredo is going to be there. We're going to be hanging out at Pal Station, just chilling, just hanging out. We want to see if you guys want to come out too. That'd be dope. So come on out. Chad will be there. Todd will be there. I'll be there. And Brian's going to try to make it down. Gabe's going to try to make it down. It's going to be a party. It'll be great. We'll probably even have some giveaways. Maybe have some giveaways. Let's put a strong. Let's put a maybe and a question mark and put that in pencil. I'm just going to pack my suitcase. I'm just going to pack my suitcase with all the, oh, with the badges, mini shit that's in my closet. Yeah, we could. Oh, we could, we could totally find tons of old stuff. I mean, we oh. could probably find Randy Webb's old T-shirt that he ripped off before he got on the scooter. <laughs> I'm have for some maybe. of those really old people. Oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I do have a ton. I do have a ton of mini crap. Anyway, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it's the ambit. Remembrance Tour 2020. Um, we're just going to be chilling at Powell Station. We're not planning anything. If you guys want to be there, hang, come hang out. Um, just get out. You know, go to Vegas. Other many people, people you haven't seen in a long time, and that's why we want to do is we haven't seen you guys in I don't know, like forever. So it'll be fun. March, March 27, 28, 29, Powell Station. Because Amvid doesn't exist anymore, nor does the Sin City Mini Club. So correct. So. This will be a lot of fun, and we're just going hanging out. But we know those people are still around. They're still our friends. We still see them on Instagram and Facebook and all the stupid Facebook and all the. And when we go to Vegas, yeah, we still see them. So it'll be awesome. We're ready to hang out. Uh, So that's enough about that. That's the Ambiv Remembrance Tour. We're going to do that. That's 2020. Tonight, though, we're going to talk about Mini Cooper stuff. We're done with donuts and coffee and edibles. God, Todd, jeez. Well, Thanks for going there. You know, it's, sorry. it's fine. It's okay. You know, if that's what you do, that's what that's you what do. You do. You know, I don't judge. It, some <laughs> CBD water is really good stuff. It, 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 uh, it makes the, the world a better place. Yeah. Huh? 
keeps the anxiety levels down. It, it does. It does. It does. Well, maybe I should try that stuff. That's what I need. Um, but we're going to talk about Mini Cooper stuff. We're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about other mini things. I had some repairs. I have a mini rant on deck. Todd's got stuff. Chad's got stuff. We're going to talk about all that here in just a minute. First things first, let's remember. I know you guys just probably hit both of, and as far as I'm concerned, the only two Mini Cooper vendors on the planet. Um, you hit all, actually, all three plus Chad, so that's actually four. I know you hit all four during the Christmas season, but let's just do a quick reminder. Our friends over at Outmotoring, outmotoring.com, right? I want you to go over there because Outmotoring is your parts desk in the cloud. So you get parts, you get accessories. Um, you can, he, Aaron will sell you the stuff to make it so you can pull things with your mini. All of this is available over at Out Motoring. He's going to make sure that you get the right parts for your car, not for my car, not for Chad's mini or one of Chad's minis, not for Todd's mini. You can get parts for your mini. You can get, uh, you're going to earn uh, rewards as you shop. If you're part of a club or doing some kind of an event and you need like a giveaway or raffle prizes, if you hit them up, they're going to give you something. might just be a backslap keychains, but it could be a gift certificate. You never know. You can do is ask. Free shipping on most orders. 100% happiness guarantee. All this over at outmotoring.com. Plus a full selection now of uh, Aston Martin parts. So, I mean, if you're looking, not only that, but that really dope little go-kart. I shared that with you guys a couple months ago. There should have been like a hundred of those underneath like every Christmas tree for every little kid because it is super rad. And you should go over there and click on it and you should go buy it now. Um, also, you guys have bad weather, car care products, all of it, great scrubs, stuff, everything that you need. Uh, you're ready to do oil change. You're ready to do any repair on your mini. Aaron's got your parts. He's got the tools. He's got everything that you need over at outmotoring.com. Once you get there, first thing, if you haven't done this yet, make sure that you've signed up for the email newsletter. Because that will give you a 5% discount code when you go to actually purchase. And that is still a thing that he still does. Very cool stuff, right? Done and done. All that over at outmotoring.com. So all you got to do is click over there and do it, right? Right. So that's our friends over at outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and steering wheels. It's outmotoring.com. And just because, I'll do some news music. Oh, there it is. I haven't heard news music in a while. Hope I remember how to put it in there. Hope that wasn't like some Ozzy or something. <laughs> Good grief. So really the only thing that we have to talk about, I mean, we could talk about the new GP and I'm hearing mixed results. Gabe's going to love it, of course, because he's a total show for Mini USA now. And well, Todd already bought boy. one. So. <laughs> well, we know Todd's going to buy one. But <laughs> I, was talking, I was talking to Jerry about this car today and our, my biggest concern with the GP. So if you look at the GP2, which was fast and it was purpose built to go on a track, right? The GP three isn't quite as fast. The Nürburgring times were skewed because you know why they put different tires on that car on the GP three than what it comes with from uh, at the, that are available at the dealer. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the tire. That's a, that's a huge Huge difference. Well, and tires on the GP2, those uh, basic those racing comp, those, those uh, uh, you know. Sticky ones, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the sticky compound tires that came on the car mm-hmm. were what another thing that helped it. And and yep. these are things about whatever car you've got right. um, that you can increase the performance of by getting better tires, better brakes, better suspension. Those things alone will help you before you have to, you know, beef up the horsepower and so i think with the gp3 they've done kind of 
they, they tried to do like a, a an all three. Although I don't think the tires are as as sticky yeah, as they were on the GP two. Yeah, and there's a whole automatic transmission thing, which I mean, that's debatable. for the life of me, I can't I can't wrap my head around using an automatic transmission on a race course. It's debatable, but DB, I mean, like F one cars are. <laughs> I, I know the F one cars are, but they have. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to buy one, so it doesn't really matter. But it's going to be interesting to see how. But hey, you could. I'm, I'm getting. I'm just. I'm hearing people saying that it's. A, that looks cool, but uh, they don't know if they like it or not. Is it just me? And I don't watch NASCAR enough to know, but they're still manual transmission cars, aren't they? Yeah, NASCAR. Yeah, NASCAR still got the four speeds. Uh, r- racing's always gonna be like that. Cup cars, like you know. Yeah, except for F one. Well, a lot of well, actually, I'll take that back. A lot of uh, super road race cars, uh, you know, endurance cars and stuff. They're still using an automatic gearbox because they don't want to actually have to have three pedals in there because right. of how the driver is doing. But yeah, NASCAR, I think, is still. I mean, they get in one gear and they they don't have to stay there. I mean, pretty much. You go to, you it's just on and off gear. gas. Yeah, you get yeah. To top gear and you don't ever have to downshift. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're going to talk to Gabe because Gabe is actually in L.A. We'll get Gabe on here before too long. He'll tell us all he all about um, the the GP3 uh, that he learned from it from them at the L.A. Auto Show. But I thought tonight well, we would just jump right into the story that we always seem to come back to. Sales. Well, and that's because the 2019 is over. God rest its soul. Yes. You know, it was a, in, in, for a lot of people, it was kind of a crappy year, you yeah. know? And I think for, for many sales, it was kind of a crappy year, but we knew this was going to happen. We predicted this, geez, back in, go listen to Forever our show, back in March, April, May, June. And, uh, and I even predicted, I said, Mini's going to struggle to sell 36,000 cars this year. And, what did they end up? The total number. 36.92. Yeah. The total number <laughs> at the end of the year was 36,092 cars. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to uh, give an example. And these are numbers that I came up with. And, and we were chatting about this uh, before the show. Was that in December. And December, let me preface this with saying December for many sales has always been pretty bad. Always. So let's not put too much weight in it but here's you, you can go like all the way back to 2003 and see that november or december mini sales were always there was always just a lackluster month yeah but so that being said here's the shocking statistic that i went back and because i've got historical mini sales in a in a spreadsheet and went back and i've got proof of this and, and uh, anybody's welcome to check my math mini sold 2310 cars in the u.s in december of 2019 okay that is fewer cars than any month of the R50 53 generation. The first generation of Mini, which came out in 2002, which sold from 2002 to the end of 2006, okay? The, mm-hmm. the Cooper and the Cooper S, mm-hmm. the original cars. Now, I've, I've eliminated the first three months of sales, March, April, May, because the car just launched and they were just getting inventory. So right. basically throw those first three months out because dealers were just getting established. But if you throw the first three months of sales out in 2002, because we're just getting started, in December of 2019, Mini USA sold fewer cars than any month from 2002 to 2006. Just take that as a sobering statistic. You know, yes, Mini was new. I don't know how that, I'd have to double check your math on that because they sold more cars for 2019 overall than they did in 2002. But any month, I'm just talking about a single month. Okay. Yeah, okay. 
Like it's the worst single month they had than any of the R50, 53 generation. Oh, I understand. And okay. back then, yeah. that's what I'm saying is this is total cars. And here's the even worse part of it, DB, is that Mini's got what? How many models do they have now? Uh, uh, One, two, three, four, four, five, five. Okay. And back then it was just two. Six. Cooper and a Cooper S. The convertible didn't even exist until That's 2005. True. Right. And then, you know, when you put it in there into the mix in 2005, that includes the convertible in 05 and 06. Right. So they sold better than they did. So it's kind of a sobering statistic. So, yeah. you know, if we fast forward and look at that and go, here's another really bad number that we didn't like. The Countryman... Um, in December of 2019, only sold 696 units yeah. in the country. And that's really low for that car. And I think that's the, I think I was looking back the third or the fourth worst month ever in the history of the Countryman. So it's in the bottom, let's just say it's the bottom five. Yeah. And it's been on sale since 2011. Right. Okay. So 11. Yeah. And I mean, it's down a lot because if you look at the country, because the countryman was just went gangbusters from the get go. Um, Its best year was, in fact, its third year, fourth year out of 22,000 units. And then 2018, 17,000 of them sold. But last year, less than 14,000 countrymen sold. Well, and the the reason I bring this up is because Gabe always likes to say that, you know, the small car market in the U.S is dying or dead, okay? And, and a lot of people agree about this, okay? That everybody's going to SUVs. Well, if that's the case, then um, the countryman is not the SUV people are flocking to. And I think the reason is that, and we've heard this publicly from many people at Mini and Mini USA, is is the public's response is, and I, I'm not kidding about this, is the countryman's too small. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And and the diehard mini people. So you're walking this fine line of as many as you know. I just put an SUV in my garage, and you know what car wasn't on the list? Yeah, the Countryman. You know why? Why? It's too small. Really? I need a car that'll carry a bicycle. Okay. Yeah, I, I always thought Without the Countryman it on the was route. too small. And again, this was the R60. The, the Countryman is, is a perfect size for carrying four people and four people's worth of gear for a weekend. Yeah. But I bought a SUV because I needed a pickup truck and I can't afford a pickup truck. Right, right. No, I, I get that. <clears throat> and this is just what – it's not me saying it. It's not my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DB, you did. You put your money where your mouth is. You bought yeah. something that wasn't a Mini. Wasn't correct. A mini. So I, I get that the num- the the those statistics are probably correct. What people are saying is that the country is too small. So I think we can see in the next generation some mini offering is gonna get a little bit bigger than the country. Like X three sized. Yeah. Maybe. Whether, whether it's still the countryman and the countryman just gets bigger or whatever. You think they do that? I don't know if they would, dude. No, I think they will. I, I, think, I think I think they're gonna I, oof, wow. I think they'll get a little bit bigger unless gas prices just go off the charts stupid whatever which is bound to happen here pretty soon that's due because here's the here's the other funny thing is an article came out and it was an automotive article about a week ago (laughs) that said that um hey suv drivers get this the uh second only to power plant pollution suvs are the number two cause of global warming and pollution in the world wow let that sink in so, wow. DB, you're doing your part, man. Right. <laughs> you're changing the climate. You're doing your part. I'm just kidding. But 
No, it's a 2019. I don't think that's a problem. I don't think California it's, would allow that car to happen. But no, seriously, I think SUVs, as far as, and I think it's the fact that they're still not getting great gas mileage. You're still no. in the 20s. You're still probably in the 20s, yeah. In the 20s, right? That's the only getting- thing disappointing about that car that's in the garage now. It says the, the, the car that it replaced got better gas mileage than the Mini. Yeah, yeah. Right. And your and your new SUV, your new Chevrolet SUV probably gets what, twenty two, twenty three miles? Uh it gets twenty three, I think it's twenty three, twenty eight is its rating. I haven't actually checked. We haven't had long enough to actually check right. it. Right. Right. It gets driven three miles a day. So But anyway, so what I'm saying is that, that the offerings that Mini has on the table right now in the US yeah. clearly are not what's attracting buyers um from other things. Now we heard this when, you know, Gabe did his interview with the uh, um the head of marketing for Mini USA. Yep. And and if you haven't, that was Steve Ambo. Go back and listen. That was a very good interview. And if you haven't listened to the other one as much as Mike Payton, go back and listen to that one as well, please. Thank you. It, it was fantastic. And he was talking They're about both really good. the future of you know advertising and marketing. And and the fact that Mini knows that they've screwed up and they screwed up a while ago. That that you know, the whole premium whatever that they did in 2014 that we all said was hipster malarkey mm-hmm. really was we were really right was. we were right to <laughs> the benefit of the people at mini usa it wasn't their fault okay they didn't choose that path that path was chosen for them correct and now they've kind of been given the autonomy to say we don't have to market our cars like this anymore we can go back to the fun spirit. And if you've seen any of the ads lately over the last probably three to six months, you can tell that they've gotten the spirit back into the brand. Okay? Even if you've seen any of the uh, the new TV spots, which yeah. are showing up on cable, yeah. they're not so hipster malarkey. No, they're pretty good. It makes the car look like it's fun to drive. Yes. But my question is, is it too little too late? Because I got to thinking about this that sales are so bad and, and it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Okay. And it's been getting worse and it's kind of stabilized a little bit for a couple of months towards yeah, the second half. Todd, of the let's year. just go and just cut to the chase. So yeah. uh, from 2002 to now, the best year mini USA's had was what year? 2013. 2013. So from 2013 to the 2019, what kind of a, what's our variance there? What's the Delta? <laughs> many, many sales have dropped. sales decrease in six years. Annual sales. Annual sales decrease. And and Mm -hmm. that's That's a lot. It's, I think it's kind of plateaued. I think mini is a brand. This is my opinion and been watching this is that I think they can be a 35 to 40,000, maybe 50,000 units a year in the U S. Okay. But Mm -hmm. to do that, to, to survive as a company, and not, you know, have everybody losing money because what was the other statistic we saw during the the lawsuits last year was that more than ha- about half of the mini dealers in the country are losing money. Yes. Okay. So my attitude is if I were looking at this as, you know, whatever from a corporate standpoint, I'd say mini USA needs to close 25 to 30% of its dealers in the U.S., that's harsh, but they need to close. Whether that's well, but the the, the problem with that is they can't they can't do right, that though. Right? right? No, they, it's it's going to be. It's more like twenty five to thirty mini dealers need to 
just close. Well, it's kind of and just become a and just become a service thing. Well, because we've seen what five or six or or more close in the last couple of years, right. and so it's, eventually it's going to be natural selection, if you will, survival. <laughs> of the yeah, you know these underperforming dealers, the ones that can't just the can't ones that aren't survive. selling any cars. Well, the ones that can't survive selling five ten cars a month. Right, and I, and I know those are out there. I've I've seen the numbers. It's it's sad, and you know they can't hang on forever. And but my attitude is look at it this way: if twenty five percent of the the dealers in the U.S. closed, I think the the total market for the country would still probably buy thirty five to forty forty five thousand minis in a year. Okay, well that math is it would increase the existing mini dealers by average in average nationwide up to about forty to fifty percent. Okay, and that would help everybody out. All right. So, right? Chad, Chad, jump in here and question Todd on his math again. You were going to do it, and I told you to stop when we are doing it on Black Earth. Well, you know, I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, 10 dealers probably need to close. But in the end, I'm wondering, yes, they're not selling as many cars, but they're also servicing cars. And one of the problems that we had early, early on with a lot of the people waiting for cars for a long time, they're like, I can't get a car in my area. I have to drive 10 hours to to get, you know, my oil changed or something special. And there, a lot of that has changed because of shops like mine and, and Jerry's in, in Arizona and things like that, that there are some independents that have really taken on the dealer level type experience yeah. that can help with that. But there's still a lot of people that if you're in the middle of, you know, BFE, and the dealer is still only three hours away. There's no independent shop that can actually service you. So if those shops close and, you know, they're not selling cars, they go away. That makes sense. But what does that customer do that is in that area that has that car? Now that car has become even more worthless, worthless for the person that is trying to sell it, whether it's a, right. uh, a person or somebody trying to trade it in. So your value has dropped there. So uh, we are seeing, you know, this um, resurgence of cars trying to be sold. And a lot of these used car dealers are getting stuck with cars that thought they were like, oh, I'm going to buy this. It's going to flip really well. Well, then all of a sudden it just crashed. And now they can't get rid of these things and, and nobody wants to work on them. And I will say that I get a ton of used car dealers like just fix it to make it run. I was like, well, that requires this amount of money. And they're like, oh, well, that that's not going to work. We bought this car for this. And we can only sell it for this because we know the market value of it. Right. And, you know, and that's going to be the hard part of closing dealerships. So, yeah, it's it, it that is a there's going to be a lot of side effects to that. And, and that's one of them. But I think. Where we stand right now, it's a matter of survival. And that that hard thing is when you go, okay, something's got to get cut, okay? Because I really think the where the market is going now, I don't think electric mini is going to solve the problem. And and from the press it's been getting, it's an exciting car that... Yeah, that's something we're going to talk about more in the future because I'm hearing yeah. good things about that. I'm hearing uh, good things about it, but I don't think it's going to save... It's not going to save the brand any more than no. the Clubman was going to save. I mean, the Clubman... Well, it's because it, it doesn't have the range that, that a lot of people right. think they still need. Well, and that's the thing too, is I think that's a bullshit excuse because... Right. Um, I know for my lifestyle, which is not unique, we could totally live with that. Okay. Right. 
we both commute six to ten miles one way. We could charge where we're going while right. it's there. And, you know, I, I got my one year anniversary of my car. It turned 6,500 miles. <laughs> 500 miles a month. You know what that means is that I would have to charge the new electric mini five times a month is all. Right. I only drive 500 miles a month. Now, I'm I'm pretty unique in that. A lot of people drive f- at least 15,000 miles average a year. Yeah, I'm doing between 12 and 15,000 a year. I'd have to charge daily. Um, but I still need I still would like to have a car that has a range of at least 150 miles. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't don't have an electric car because somebody'll just steal the charging thing right out of my driveway. So <laughs> <laughs> my uh my stay kid. classy. Stay classy, I, Detroit. My kid, a kid. Well, only if it's made out of like old bricks though, right, Chad? Well, no, it's gotta be it's gotta be copper. I mean, nobody cares about the old bricks. Oh, got it. Okay. A few gargles are gone, but other than that, they they want the copper. But anyway, I, I don't think electric's gonna solve the the mini No, I don't I'm with you on that. I don't think so at all. I think that the thing is, is that as far as, uh, you know, the marketplace goes, the U.S. marketplace, kind of the appetite for small cars has died down. It's not totally gone because Mini's still selling 36,000, you know, they sold 36,000 cars last year. Yeah. And I mean, everybody's still selling cars. Hyundai's still selling cars. Honda's still selling cars. Um, Kia. But here's the thing. Everybody except for Ford, obviously, but they're still selling cars. Let's think back to 2002 when Mini hit the market in the U.S., there really wasn't any competition out there. The the market, it, they pretty much had the kind of high-end, sporty, small car, you know, out there. It was, that was it. Yeah, well, no, the Volkswagen Rabbit. Maybe. Yeah, was there. Maybe, yeah, a little bit. But as far as, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of other selection. I mean, a Honda Civic, but it's not really, I mean, unless you wanted to trick it out. You couldn't go buy like a they didn't have like a type R like they do now. Right. So there's a lot of selection. Everything from the Velocitor, 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 (laughs) the Velociraptor, the Velocitor to, you know, GTI, Golf R. um, Oh, my gosh. The, you know, they don't do anymore. But Ford Focus had that. Uh, There was a lot of small cars, you know, that I think the market has just become somewhat diluted to the point there's so many other offerings that seem like, and they're really decent cars. Right. Mini has become really, really effing expensive. Yes. Comparatively speaking, it's like you can buy a Countryman or you can go buy a Kia Soul. Yeah. A Kia Soul is we, a talk, decent- we talked about that in the past and where uh, the yeah. price of cars in general, Mini especially, is like way surpassing um, inflation. Well, I looked at, um, I just did a, a dealer website, you know, just to see what was in stock and go, what's the cheapest mini I can buy there? Just take a stab at what the cheapest mini on the lot was at your dealer. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say something like 38. Cheapest? I'm going to say, <sighs> yeah, I'm going to have to go chat on that one. No, it was actually 25, five. Brand oh, really? New really? That's really low. Brand new mini. 25.5. No, they were Coopers. Their, your cheapest Cooper S was, I believe, 31.5 that they had in stock. You know, that's actually really cool. I'm going to do that right now. Either 30,000 or because you can sort. You're just looking at new car inventory, right? You know, Yeah, just look at new right? car inventory and you can sort. Usually there's a search feature at the top. Just go lowest to highest. Yeah, let me see. I want to go uh, sort by price and I want to sort by is that the most expensive? 
Oh, wow. My dealer wins. Yeah? What do you got? Um, most expensive car on the lot right now mm-hmm. is... $48,000 Club and JCW. 2020 Mini Cooper S Countryman for 43120 No JCW on the lot here. We've got a JC. Oh, we got a JCW that's new. Clubman for 48 and change. So, but now if I'm looking, if I switch that around the other way, and I want new only. Oh man, I I screwed up. Now it's showing me all of Penske inventory for the entire United States. Hang on, so, <laughs> all of the used cars. Got yeah, I want new, and I want to sort again by price. The lowest price car we have is twenty thousand. Yeah, for twenty twenty. So twenty thousand six hundred. So it's a base a, a base they, car. They exist. If you want to get, they've got my, my dealer's got two. Yeah, if you if you want to get cheap, you can get a mini in the twenties. Okay, between twenty twenty five. You know, my dealer has a lot of cars that are at that are less than twenty six thousand dollars. Yep. So they that's exist. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They have nine cars less than twenty six thousand dollars right now. And I, they're all Coopers. Yeah. Right. Well, a couple of them are four doors. Um. But yeah, that's not horrible. But let's think about this also. We know a lot of people and and uh all of these people, all of the the hardcore mini takes the states fans yeah. who have owned minis for 15 years like like us. Um those are dwindling. Okay? A lot of people have moved on. You know, it's 15 years later, you're making more money. You can afford a BMW or a Jaguar or a Tesla. Okay? I've seen I've, right, I've got friends that have done this. They've yeah. they've moved on to other things, and a lot of them still love. And and I hear people say, "Oh yeah, I'm driving around in whatever now, you know, SUV they've got, you know, they're driving a Land Rover, but they're like nothing. My Mini's still my favorite car, right? The one right. I had was whatever. Yeah, I see that. I see, a financial decision. Yeah, we see that. We see that all the time. It's like, oh man, I loved my Mini. Oh so, man, I, I had a switch, but I loved my Mini. We see that stuff all the time. Can we come to the realization that Mini is, and this was also said in, in Gabe's interview, interviews with uh, uh, both the head of Mini USA and and um, Stephen Am- uh, uh, Stephen Ambo with the, uh, marketing, mm-hmm. is that Minis are usually the second or third car in people's garages. Yep, it's not a main car anymore. It's a fun car. It's like okay, DB, like you said, I need Somebody's a Corvette. I need something I can put. 20 bags of mulch in yep. at, at Home Depot or some potting soil or whatever it is you need, grass seed. Yep. Um, not in Arizona, of course, but hey. <laughs> oh, we do grass. Yeah, not 20 bags of it. No, not 20 bags. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You got to yeah. go and buy a bunch of lumber or something like that. Yeah. You're not doing any Cooper. Yeah. You're not even doing it in a countryman. I'm sorry. They're they're big, no. but they're not that big. No, I mean, but the, a hardtop, you can carry a lot of stuff. I mean, if you remember, right, if I go way back in the archives, uh, I could pull out a photo of my R50 carrying a table, kitchen table and chairs for nine people. Yeah. Right? Or, I don't know, three or four 17-inch computer monitors. I fit. I bought a, uh, like... Right? When I had I mean, my, you can put a lot of stuff in that. You can. I, when, when I had my 2016, we went to Costco and they had this cool deal on that was uh, two chairs and a side table. Yeah. It's like, and, and we wanted to put it around our fireplace, a little hearth room there. Oh, yeah. Two chairs and a, and a coffee table, a little round coffee table. And they're pretty good size. And then I look at the box and I'm like, we can fit it in the mini, 
right? Uh-huh. We, it'll, it'll fit. And so we buy this and we go out and I, I pull up. This is my 2016 JCW. Uh-huh. And the box just won't fit. And I'm like, okay, oh. let's, let's take it out of the box. I think we can make it. We did. We got it out of the box. Room to spare. Really? Two, two chairs and a side table in the hardtop. It is yeah. possible to live a life. That's not bad. It, it is, except with the Chevy Equinox, I can carry a 65-inch television out of the box. You can, but how often are you going to do that? I don't, but I'm just saying I can. I, I need but it. that's the problem with no, the, but the, the biggest problem, oh, The biggest problem that I have oh. is I really I need to carry bicycles, and you cannot carry a bicycle with a mini. Now, that I is, I, I still just can't get over the fact that I cannot put a bicycle on the back of a mini. Yeah, that is um, that is a completely right? acceptable Reason. Then that is such a huge miss by them, and that would be so easy to fix. You can put it on the top. No, I'm not going to put it on top. That's dumb. I'm old. Well, My yeah, bikes yeah. are heavy. And the thing, too, is if you wanted to do that on either a clubman or a countryman, you're going to need a freaking ladder. To yeah, you got to have to. Yeah, do yeah, it on country, you need a ladder. And that's what I've actually told a lot of my customers. Like, well, we need this bike rack. We need this. We need that. And I was like, okay, so you have A or you have B. And I and I give them both of these. But if you put it on the roof, you have to remember you have to lift that bike over your head. And they're like, oh. Yep. Yeah. And and while Don's riding around in carbon fiber or titanium bikes, not everybody is. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. you, and you I'm have not to remember the beach, the beach <laughs> cruiser is not fiber. going up there. No, I'm not going to put a beach cruiser. My tandem. I'm not going to put my tandem on a roof. My tandem bike weighs like 120 pounds. And 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 they're even their pictures again. You know, while they've done this in ads and all these things, it it is viable. You can put a kayak up there, but like yeah. a kayak it, it, is heavier are, than a bike. That's the thing is, if you're going to do that, you're going to put you're going to get a bigger vehicle. Yeah. It's going to be easier to put on there. So here's exactly we've just explained the fact that. Mini is really not practical for those lifestyles. You can, well, you can do it. It's probably not the reason you're going to buy and own a Mini and drive a Mini. Yeah, if you've got a kayak, though, Chad, you could put a kayak on the top of a hardtop, right? You could. You could. I, mean, I mean, you can. They're, but, they're uh, not. If you're, if you're, but a kayak if, is still not. Uh, if you're in shape enough light. To, to, to use it, no, it's not. But it's maneuverable enough with one person where it's not so heavy where you can't actually lift it up onto the roof of a hard well, top. Well, then you can I don't say think. the exact same thing about a bike, too. Well, I could put a bike on top of a hard top. Right. But, it, but it's but, still um, – it's not inconvenient. It's still yeah. a cumbersome. Yes, it's, still, it's an awkward it's an awkward proposition. It, it can be done. You have to sweat. You have to kind of breathe heavy for a second, which, you know, is so un-American. I but still think that those we are can out- do this. I still think those are outlier instances um, for a mini for a mini purchase. And I see people do it. You go to the dealer, but you look in the lot of all the cars that are there for service or whatever. And there might be one out of 20 that has a roof rack. That's got a roof rack on it or a bike rack of some sort on the back. Yeah. It really isn't outlier kind of thing so we come to the realization that most people who drive minis do it for fun it's it's a commuter car you get in you drive it you go to the grocery store i do it because it's a nice car to spend two hours in every day right it's a it's the most pleasurable experience you can get driving and i think we still because i don't i don't want to sit in a hyundai or in a chevy cruise or in a honda insight or a Corolla. The Corollas, even the new Corollas are nicer, but I don't want to sit in one. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing too, is 
until you go out in the world and you get into other cars and you drive them around and you realize how freaking uncomfortable they are to drive. Just and, how, or just how gross they are on the interior. Well, it's just what an unpleasant experience oh. it can be yeah. to live in like a, a Chevy Spark or whatever, you know, or a, a Mazda CX five oh. or even a Mazda three. All oh, the interior is just, or even a Kia Soul. Awful. Even a Kia Soul, which any Kia, the Kia Forte, the interior on that Kia Forte, it's cheap. Oh, it's cheap. It's, it's rubbish. Cheap. It's uncomfortable. The ergonomics are not good. It, but yeah. oh, and it makes a horrible sound. Oh, with it. And so I rented that car. Remember, I rented that car and I was calling it Forte. Yeah, that was hilarious. I miss Alex. Anybody seen Fort? Alex? The Fort? You called it the Kia Fort? <laughs> the Kia Fort. Anybody seen Alex? No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. You know, it's it, it's interesting as you guys talk about these things. It's like where can we find a nice uh, crossover, for lack of a better word, but a nice a compromise between good, fun, and sporty and enjoyable, and utilitarian and um, usefulness and things. And the mini used to have some of those things. Yeah. Again, I bought my dad a TV for Christmas and it was not very big. I didn't think this was going to be an issue. 55 inches. It literally just fit in the back of my R53. It nice. rested on the headrests. I mean, it took up every I inch of that 53. I carried a 55 in the back of my 50. Out of the box. I had to take it and unbox yeah, it, was, it. It was out of the box. Mine was in the box. I had to leave it in the box. It was we're oh. wrapping up for Christmas. Maybe but, I did leave it in the box. I don't remember. But I got one in the back of my car. I know what you're talking about. But we literally took it out of my car and put it in the back of the 2019 GTI. Yeah. Room to spare. Yep. No moving of seats. Again, this car is a four-door, but it doesn't feel like a four-door well but the thing is the gti chad is as big as a clubman uh lengthwise probably yeah yeah it's within, yeah, but you'd be hard pressed to, an i'm with chad though you'd be hard pressed to put a 55 inch tv in the back of a clubman without putting the seats down yeah you'd have to put the seats down yeah you'd have to right. put, you, you, and i had to put the seats down i had to do a lot of things but like it, it kind of like was like Oh, I'm pushing this in. I'm just getting it to do. And I had to like have the seat all the way forward and all the way vertical. And, and the top of the TV was right on the headrests. And we literally took it out of that car and put it into the GTI. And we're like, huh, we don't have to move the seats at all. And, and there's three inches, six inches of room on each side. And we still had room for other things. This is where Mini needs to really think about these things and say, hey, we need to make this car functional. We need to make sure that they can do X, Y, and Z. We are advertising these cars to be the outdoors, the out, the adventurous yeah. type car. Where we're, that new countryman ads. I know you're talking. Yeah, about, yeah, all those exactly. You know, the dude with the lumberjack shirt and everybody's out there. You know, camping and all Damn these hipsters. things. But the car physically isn't doing that. Yeah, well, because you can't put all that stuff in the back of a country. With it, oh. Within reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some room, but, you know, it's it's not exactly like you you kind of be like, I came to the hotel and I wanted to have the spa treatment and they had one masseuse. I was like, well, there's nothing more. Where, where's the rest of it? Right. The commercials were not quite misleading. And that's where 
they need to show the commercial and that the people are like, oh, that's really happening. I can really do this. Right. And, well, and it all comes together. Way. Let's put it this way. Even with like, I think we're making the point for many could stand to get a little bit bigger with the countrymen. But at the same time, look at the total number of sales they had for a hardtop last year. In 2019, they only sold 8,462 hardtops. Okay, now that doesn't include the four-door. They sold another 6,000 four-doors. And a lot of times they like to combine those two numbers together. Which which is totally fair. So that puts them uh, 14 grand, 14,000 cars. Yeah, but then you look back in 2013 and they sold 27,000 hardtops alone, yep. two-door hardtops. Yep. So we've gone from even, you know, we've cut in half the number of hardtops. And that's if you combine the two-door and four-door. And if you don't... It's a third. It's dropped two thirds. Yeah, you're right. Since, since 2013, the hardtops, which I still love. I still love a sporty car. I love a two door. I have no need to carry people with me. I don't want people. I don't like people. You know, have we, <laughs> we realized that. And how long have we been doing this show? Like 15 freaking years. God hates people. You I guys just know this. Most people. I like. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kind of kidding. You're, you're not kidding even a little I'm bit. I'm kidding, but I'm, I'm a bear. Your favorite friend. I'm not the guy who you want to drive everybody somewhere. I'm like, no, nah, I'll just drive myself. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. totally, I should live in LA because that's totally an LA thing. Like five people and they all drive, right? Yeah. They all yeah. drive their own cars. <laughs> yep. And they all pay to park. I'm, yeah, I'm but that's just crazy. But anyway, so 8,400 cars and you just look at the at the future and just go, how can many survive? Yeah. And I I think they have plans. I mean- I hope they have that a plan plans. for this. But the question is, can they enact whatever plan, whatever it is, soon enough and fast enough to survive? I mean, it's a small company and you just got to ask the question, is it worth running a company in the U.S. that sells 40,000 cars a year? Right. I don't know. That is a question I cannot answer. What, um, again, I don't keep up on this stuff because I'm doing so many other things, but what does like uh, Tesla or somebody like that sell or, you know, car companies that don't even have dealerships, you know, in the U.S. like Tesla, what are they selling per year versus what Mini is selling per year? Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now that um, uh, Tesla sold 367,000 cars in 2019. Okay. They sold, you know, uh, you know. Which is 10 times. Tesla sold 10 times the number of cars than Mini did as a brand. Yeah, that's, that's 10 times. Pretty huge because while the Tesla is a very nice vehicle, it's got very interesting things. It doesn't handle like a Mini does. No, but it's fast. It does zero to but 60. You, you know, it, it's fast, but. Yeah. There, there's always the, Chad, there was the, uh, the Lexus LHR. Um, been out of production for two or three years and they sold three of them last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those, the, those cars were $100,000 a piece though. Uh, yeah. Half a million dollars. Something stupid. Yeah. So not really apples to apples. Oh, here we go. Well, in 2018, <laughs> in 2018, Fiat only sold 1400, 500 L's. Yeah. yeah. That, that um, brand is going down. Well, and that's why they they the Fiat five hundred the the little one doesn't exist in the U S anymore. It's gone. We lost yeah, that last we year. We lost that. Yep. Final sales year for that. 
But just as here's another example of like the Hyundai Veloster, let's just say, and that's just one model that that Hyundai sells. Hyundai sells a very, quite a few very popular cars. Almost they're just under thirteen thousand in twenty nineteen. Okay, so that's comparable if you combine the two door and four door minis. Yeah, that's about the same. Okay. okay. All right. So it's not looking so bad because you're like. You see them every day. I, you probably see five on your way to work every morning. Um, I actually don't see that many Velocers in Arizona. I see them on occasion. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't really like the look of that car, so I try to stay away from looking at them too much anyway. It's a pretty popular car. I kind of like it. Very popular car. I kind of like it. I mean, I think it's an it, it basically broke out of the design mold that we were stuck in. Yeah, but sales of that car are also way off the mark from when it first came out in 2016. Are you looking at the same thing I'm looking at? I'm uh, guessing. Yeah, yeah. They sold 12,849 last year, um, which is an increase from 2018. Um, it's about the same as 2017, but the, they started off in 2012 at 34,862. Right, right, exactly. Right? So they've dropped 30, 60% as well. So see, this is the small cars in the US. It's, it's, a, it's a small car thing. And you got to wonder, here's the thing. Is many and, but the Veloster is getting huge though too. Keep yeah. that in mind. But here's the thing: does does Mini want to hang around, or does Hyundai want to hang, or you know, hold on to the Veloster long enough until things swing back? You know, the pendulum's going to swing back. Gas prices will go up someday. Who knows when that's going to be? Yeah. People's tastes will change, and they're like, you know what? I don't need a giant SUV anymore. Because I'm telling you, pull around. I I did kind of a <laughs> cursory thing my last trip to Target, which was like a week or so ago. Oh, it's all SUVs in the parking. I looked parking at all lot. the SUVs in the parking lot. I'm not kidding. Three-fourths of them had big scuffs on the bumpers, on the front. Oh, yeah. Tons. People scrape them up. They don't know how to drive these no, cars. Nobody can drive them. Yeah. Right? Well, and um, that's well, the thing is last time we were in Vegas, I literally rented the smallest car I could. I was like, give me the cheapest piece of crap, small, compact <laughs> car you can. And I got the Chevy Spark or whatever it is now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it wasn't horrible. But it was tiny and easy to park and easy to dart in and out of traffic. And I'm like, why aren't people – I mean, why do so few people now want that? I don't know. Well, because you have to – people need an SUV to carry their child and their child's well, stuff. I, I can't be in this car and see around everybody because it's so much lower than everything else. Yeah, and then, there's, see. and then there's that. Everybody else is driving an SUV, so I can't see around them. That's right. inferiority comes. And, and then people, I think there's still people that have safety issues that think smaller is less safe. Yeah, yeah definitely, it's definitely. Not. I mean, it's bigger or safer. Yeah, and statistics prove that wrong time right. and time we, again. We know, but we're preaching to the choir. We know you guys yeah. out there in White Rafferty Island, you guys know too. So, I mean, we already know the stuff. I just anyway, don't have small cars that aren't selling. I mean, look at Ford. Ford stopped selling cars, right? Except right? for the Mustang. Except Mustang for the Mustang, and and it's only a matter of time until they're selling Mustang branded trucks and truck branded Mustangs. So yeah, I, I think eventually it's all going to just kind of keep coming around, and the pendulum keeps swinging left and right and left and right until they finally find some happy medium. You know, somebody, uh, one of my employees, his dad has is retired. Basically, I mean, he doesn't have to do anything. But he has to have a truck, a gigantic truck, a big truck that can tow because yeah. he's, he's got a boat with a trailer that he puts in the water three times a year. Right. So 
Like, why it, do you do you really need that? Could you my, maybe do something else? Could you? A maybe... lot of that generational, Chad. My dad's the same way. My dad will not not right. own a truck. Right, exactly, and that's it's like for the one time of year that you've got a whole lumber. Do you really need that truck for all of the other times? No, you, you know? get it delivered. That's the thing. I've lived with <laughs> I've lived one hundred percent with minis. I mean, there's a short time when I had a BMW wagon, but I never used it to haul anything. Yeah. I just liked it. Uh, I'll, it was, I'll tell you, I need a van because I own a business, but my van right. sits in the lot more yeah. than anything else. Right. I think you can live a life, and it's not for everybody. Because DB, like you said, you want to be able to haul a bicycle around. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a very valid point, and so a mini doesn't no mini right now fits that need for you, and I get it, but that's why you know you have a vehicle in the household that will do that. Do you want to? You said you like small cars. No, oh, I'm not getting. I'm not not going to have a small car. Okay, okay. But it's just the second car in the house needed right. to be something that was more practical for carrying shit around. Right. I'm in my car by myself 90% of the time. Right. Why do I want a big SUV? That's just dumb. It's wasteful. Yeah. Right. That's why I want something small. And and since I spend two hours a day there, I'd like it to be nice, nice ish. Right. So that's yeah. all I'm saying. I don't know. I don't think we've solved. I need something, we need something to make a Home Depot run. I need something to haul bicycles. Right. And I need something to drive back and forth to work. Yep, yep. I mean, no. since we've got this car, she's had to use it to pick up deliveries for her work twice. Yeah. And it's been perfect. If she had the BMW, she wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, I, so, uh, I mean, it's worked out really nice. As I sit here and I kind of think about everything that we're talking about and we're we're thinking about and and how our lives are all working. You know, we're all about like Oh, I'm I'm here and I need to take an Uber to this next place or I need to rent something or do something. What we really should be buying is small cars. And what we should really be doing is renting a, a an Uber or something in a larger vehicle for the times that we actually need it. So uh, my um, grandmother needs to move some furniture next week. Mm-hmm. They're going to use my van because it's all the way up north. That's fine because the van is the appropriate vehicle right. for that. But you're buying a large vehicle for the times that you only need two or 3% of the time for an all year type purchase versus you really need a small car for 90% of the time, but you only need it for maybe 10% of the year where you could say, Hey, I'm going to buy this small car and I'm going to get good gas mileage and, and utilitarianness and everything I need. And it will put my bike rack on it and it will do all of those things that I'm looking for. But yeah, you know, I need to tow my boat twice a year and I need to do these things. That's when you rent the vehicle right. or you, you get some type of Uber service where you're a uh, car sharing, They're whatever it is. And you're like, Hey, I, I'm going to get this van. I'm going to go move my furniture this weekend, or I'm going to, you know, tow my boat or whatever. And it's not difficult, but spending less money. So we just have it reversed. I know people's problem is, is they go in and they think, what if, what if I need that? What, you know, I want the freedom to think I can go to Home Depot and buy a refrigerator if I want to and haul it home. That deal is there. I just spent more money. 
you're going to go drop $75,000 on a new, a new truck with a hundred month term. And that's where we need to start thinking Whoa. about a whole different uh, we talked about that in the last show. mindset, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't think we solved the problem, but here's the thing about small cars. I just looked up Honda Civic sales. They pretty much haven't changed since, uh, you know, like 2013. In 2013, they sold 336,000 Honda Civics in the U.S. Last year, 325,000. Yeah. Look at Toyota yeah, Corolla. Toyota the same way. You know what I am looking at, which is the Kia Forte? Yep. This is a pretty, pretty not really a niche car, but I can't, I don't see a lot of Fortes on the road. You know, you don't hear people saying, oh my God, I got a Kia Forte. It's the greatest car ever, right? Um, last year, they sold 95,000 of them, just for comparison's sake. 95,000 Kia Fortes were sold in the United States. It's a cheap car. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they sold 101,000 the year before. Anyway, we need to talk about something else. Yep, yep. I think we've we've beaten it. Like I said, we haven't solved the yeah, problem. I think we, we need solved to anything. cross our fingers and hope that uh, Mini USA figures out a way to survive. I mean, I love this car. It's kind of, you know, it's a majority of the work that I do. Well, at least it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But I think service departments are suffering, too, because of it. You know, there aren't as many cars out there. Yeah. That's, that's hurting down the line. So let's see what Here's happens this year. Fingers yeah. crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. Let's uh, tell you guys really quick about one of our other fine sponsors here at the White Reef Our Boys over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com. We love these guys. We love them. You love them. Now, listen to me. Stop holding your phone while you drive your car. DB will come and punch you in the neck. I am going to come punch you in the neck. Any car. First, first of all, you are driving a car in the United States, which means your car will connect to Bluetooth, your phone to Bluetooth, and there's a microphone and speakers. Although probably not the guy I saw driving around in the uh, MR2 the other day. Okay, okay. Okay, I know you're going with that. The majority <laughs> of you people who are driving around holding your phone like you're on some kind of uh, a TV show and you need to you know, make sure that the camera can't see your screen, there's no camera looking at your screen. Stop holding your phone while you drive. Oh, my God. Why do you people do this? You have no idea how idiotic it makes you look. And let me tell you what you're going to do anyway. Okay? I've got a solution for you to cure my frustration. I want you guys to click over to cravenspeed.com because at the end of the day, it's all about me. Honestly, it really is. Unless Gabe's here. And then, you know what? It's still all about me. I want you guys to click over to cravenspeed.com. And the first thing you're going to see is Gemini phone notes. And you're going to go over to find one for your car here. You're going to click that link and you're going to click that link and you're going to find the Gemini for your car. And there is one now for quite a few automobiles, like a lot of different brands, makes, and models. Okay? Good chance you're listening to this show. You got a mini. There's a good chance that Craven Speed makes a Gemini phone mount for the other cars in your driveway. Go over there, please, and check. And then put your phone, mount it nicely with a Gemini phone mount in your car from CravenSpeed.com. And that way, when you're driving down the road, you're not holding on to your phone because it's being displayed properly right in front of you. Okay? And then pair the damn thing to your Bluetooth. Oh, gosh, you people. Do it to all your cars. Do it to all your phones. Do it. Please. please. No, 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 please. Do it. No, please. Um, you can always be playing. No, Chad, it's all about me right now. <laughs> and 
and CravenSpeed.com, right? Gemini foam mount, one for everything. CravenSpeed's selling stuff for every car now, not every car, but a lot of cars. All you have to do is click the pick your car link and you'll find all the different things that they sell for all the different brands of automobiles. Of course, you guys are listening to us here. So you're doing Mini Cooper stuff and you guys already know they have all the really cool Mini stuff, right? Um, Especially if you're an R53 owner, you're going to get the pulley. If you have a car with a dipstick, oh, you have to have a Craven Speed dipstick so you can read it and it doesn't break. Um, the really cool short shift kit that is just, oh, so choice, right? All that stuff. But Craven Speed does stuff for all bunch of other cars. So make sure you're clicking over there and it's like, well, I have some cool Craven Speed stuff for my car. I wonder if there's any cool Craven Speed stuff for my kid's car, for the, my wife's car, for my husband's car, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my partner, whoever. Go over there and just click to pick your car and see what they do. It's really cool stuff. And then when you place an order, there's a comment form there. I would like you to make sure that you're saying, hey, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, are really good bestest friends in the whole wide world. Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com. Boom. Loading badges. MTTS. You can get um, Cravenspeed stuff from Chad, too, and Jerry, and Way. Yes. Right? All of them That's carry all, it. They, they all carry Craven Speed stuff. And if you go somewhere and they're not carrying Craven Speed stuff, you're all, hey, man, I need this Craven Speed thing installed on my Mini. And the guy just looks at you like, Craven Speed? It's like, dude, you need to school him or you need to find a different guy. Just saying. Okay? Remember, it's all about me. Okay, about done. Me. Um, MTTS 2020, July 18th through July 26th. We don't have a route yet, okay? But you know what you can get? Is you can go over to motoringbadges.com. There's going to be a link directly to this in the show notes. And you can go ahead and get your 2020 Mini Texas States magnets, decals, and yeah, magnets and decals. All kinds of goodies. And there's new stuff going to be coming here also real soon. Um, And Todd, are you also, once again, the official provider of MTTS stuff for Mini USA? Um, Not yet. Not yet. Got it. But pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Waiting in the official word from the official people that have the official things. People are talking. Lawyers are talking. Okay. But if you're looking for some really cool, even if Todd's isn't the official stuff, if you want really cool stuff for your mini, go over to motoringstripes.com. I'm going to link it up, and Todd's got a full line of MTTS 2020 stuff. There's a better than average chance that this is going to be the official stuff anyway. <laughs> because Todd, can, Todd you, can, you can actually say this, is you have been the official graphics supplier for Mini Takes Estates for all of them. Have you not? Um, well, let's say I've made official stuff for many of them. Most of them. I think most. I think most is accurate. Not all of the merchandise, but I have made official merchandise for many, for uh, many years now. Yeah. Vinyl. Anything that was on a vinyl with a magnet or a sticker. Yeah. So anyway, motoringstripes.com. Go over there. Check it out. I'm going to link this stuff up in the episode notes there on your app just touch the whatever i've got for the logo probably picture of hank just touch that you'll see all the links click it boom you're there got it good tell everybody too if you guys would be so kind that'd be really rad yeah share just, the stuff. 
Yeah, the stuff. Just, There's just because, I mean, a lot of people are looking for the stuff. They're really excited for Many Takes the States. I'm really excited. I know Chad's excited. Todd's excited. We're all super excited for Many Takes the States. I know I make fun of you guys, but I'm just getting punchy because it's late. And I'm like, um, because all of the items over at Motoring Badges have a, uh, a share feature. If you go to the individual item, you can just hit share on social media and it'll go directly to your Facebook. It'll just let you post it. Yeah. See, it's there very cool. Very easy. Just hit nice. the share button. Just hit the share right. button. Yep. Yeah, there's a nice little share button. Right? See, I'm going to hit that right here. You can even submit it to Reddit. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> wow, I don't think we have any. Well, that's a comment for another day. Yeah. Anyway, main take states 2020 stuff. Or it's Tumblr. all over Does that. that even exist anymore? What's that? Tumblr. Does that yeah, even- Tumblr. Yeah, in fact, I landed on a Tumblr page the other day, um, and it didn't have any porn on it, and I was I was blown away. I was shocked. <laughs> You know what else you can do, Todd? You can, you'll also sell them a, 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 a rally badge, rally name badge, right? Yeah, yeah. We still got that. Just scroll all the way to the bottom. Scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll see the rally badges, regular uh, grill badges. You know, you got to have a, you got passed by a girl or any of the original Mini Cooper grill badges. Well, we're going to call these the original grill badges, the Gabe Bridger design go, go, motoring badges, yep. um, the move, slow traffic move right in reverse for the mirrors, right? So go over there, check it all out, including the 2020 MTTS stuff. Hashtag go over there. That's motoringbadges.com because blank is boring. And of course, our man Chad, Detroit Tuned. If you are, I don't know, I keep increasing this. If you're a 12 hour drive from Detroit, you're using using Chad's shop anyway. We're calling a 7.5, 7.5 miles or yeah. Hours. 7.5 hours? Is 7.5 that hours, yeah. That, that's okay. the kind of the typical norm that we're right, going So if, if you're within seven and a half hours of Chad's voice, you're using Detroit Tuned as your shop anyway. DetroitTuned.com, go over there. Um, obviously, we know Chad's a ace mechanic. He has the best shop in, we're going to say, in the east. Um, and, and you guys have been there already. But if you haven't, go check it out. Regular service stuff, full line of service, tire service, uh, full uh, the, the alignment, Every tuning, you need some tunes, Chad. You're yes. hooking people up with custom tunes, right? Yeah, we're we're custom tuning all these cars. It's it's uh it's something really new and something exciting, um, and they are spot on. You get it, you put it in your car, and it's like, wow, this is there's no needed uh, extras. You're just ready to go. So yeah. you even have a dyno. You can prove it too. Oh yeah, I have the dyno too. But oh, yeah, you have, I have you're your doing- car. But yeah, uh, yeah I can do it fully remote. You're not like, just doing like the cool, like one touch up and the follow me home lights and stuff like that. You're making cars better, faster, stronger through the tunes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, right? And it's, it's perfectly safe, ready to go. It's, it's a, it's a real good time. So it, it's nice to, um, you know, cause you know, 10 years ago, people were like, Oh, my cartoon is like, well, okay, you need to like step back because that's not ready yet. Well, what do you mean? This this other company has this. You know, it's ready yeah, to go. Like, break your car. Well, then, yeah, but you can go ahead and do that, and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be broken, and that's <laughs> part of what Mini, you know, was uh, dealing with with all these years. Well, now it's proven. I can tune your car for any model, one, two, or three, and it's good to go. It's ready. There's no you know, chance of you breaking a whatever rod or, you know, it's, 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 it's exactly what you need. So you hit us no, up. You, you let me know when Johnson you're ready. Rod. Don't need broken Johnson rods. 
No, we do not. Uh, that's our friends over at uh, our friends. That's chat, chat over to Troy Tune, TroyTune.com. And the, the tunes, you guys do those by remote control, right, Chad? Um, a laptop yeah. and a cable? We, it is a laptop and cable, but we actually need your ECU or we have to send you a box. And um, we're almost 100% fulfilled with the box um, for all model all years. Model so that is uh, oh, the ECU still has to get sent to you for some of the tuning then for some of it, but yeah, okay, it, but that's cheaper though. So yeah, but then every, you can't drive your car until the ECU gets back. Yeah, but again, we just said a little bit ago that the mini is for most people is right. the yeah, second the or third, third car. It's so, the third car, so you're right. Just uh, I can your- uh, <laughs> as soon as I get your car, as soon as I get the ECU, I can get the program. I can usually flash it back and I ship it out almost the exact same day and you have it back in three days. We all, all ECU tunes are shipped two day express. Nice. And so like, it's very minimal downtime. So again, it's not your, not your everyday car. You don't need to buy this extra $260 box. (laughs) We flash it. Good to go. So, okay. Gotcha. There you go. Detroit team, Detroit team.com. Thanks, Chad. Ta-da. 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 Uh, I don't have anything else. I'm out of gin. We're done. Todd's out of gin. Uh, there's a new post over at DB Mini. It's me just complaining more about the whole break thing um, and journaling my latest adventures in my Mini Cooper. Um, otherwise, it's 2020. Remember, so me takes the state stuff at Motoring Badges. Ambiv Remembrance Tour 2020 happening at Powell Station March 27, 2029. Hope to see you guys there. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we don't really, we don't have anything planned other than hanging out. I mentioned this like last show, but I just want to make sure we're clear on this. We don't have any group rates. We don't have any drives planned. We don't have anything planned. We're just going to all be in Vegas that weekend. And we and can walk to the, we're, we're going to walk to the dispensary for some gummy bears. And Todd's going to walk to the dispensary <laughs> for some gummy bears. I like um, gummy bears. Gummy bears are so, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, not the sugar-free ones though. No, no, don't you get no, no. those terrible. Those are horrible. Um, we just want to hang out. We just want to see you guys. So we don't have anything planned other than hanging out, right? We might make a maybe we'll make a run to In and Out just because that's what we do. Yeah, right. But it'd be cool to see you know a dozen minis or so on top of Pal Station Garage again. Twenty would yes. be cool. Thirty would be cool. Let's okay. Fifty would be rad. I'd like to see fifty minis on the top deck of Pal Station. March 27, 28, 29, Please. Okay, I'd be happy with six. That'd be happy for six. Well, one of them's going to be. Uh, we'll we'll get more of six. I mean, aggro <laughs> you will be one, and we'll yeah, have a that'll, more. that'll make that'll make two because aggro will <laughs> stop by. And if we can get Scotty to come out, that gives us three. Six is an easy get. I'd like yeah, six six is easy. I, I think I think if we were really stretching it, we could say twenty seven. Twenty seven okay. could be a hard number. Yeah. But um, I I know I won't be there with one mini, and I'm sorry I'm flying in, but uh, I'm gonna be right. there. I'm I'm I'm. I swear to God, I'm buying uh, DB a Guinness and Tata Scotch, or something vice versa. We'll figure that out when we get there. Um, anyway, it'll be a lot of fun. Beautiful. Uh, so that makes that part done. Finally, last thing, uh, it's the first show of the year. So I want to remind you guys about a couple of things really quick. Um, if you click over to White Roof Radio, you've got all the ways you can sub- sub- you can subscribe to White Roof Radio. I want to tell you about some other changes I've been making uh, for the nerds out there is all the 
all the pages that are powered by me are now um, HTTPS. What that means is they're a little bit more secure. Uh, when you go in, if you leave a comment, for example, that traffic's now encrypted as opposed to not being encrypted. It's 21st century stuff. You're not going to see it on motoring file yet or Bimmer file. On the file family of sites, we're still working on those, but the Dom Burnside sites are all score sorted out and squared away for your safety. Number three, um, when you get over to White Refredo, you're going to see a new page over there. It's going to be called Privacy. There's going to be links there to privacy statements for everybody that we use for pri- that that could have privacy. Uh, here underneath the White Roof, we don't collect any of your information. We don't have access to any of it. I might have your IP address somewhere, maybe, but I'd have to take you like 14,000 terabytes of logs to find it. Everything else, it might come from somebody else. Everything that we use, everything that we do uh, in association with you, the listener, we don't collect any data beyond your IP address, which is not pers- personally identifiable, which is really nice. Hell, we don't um, even return emails. What are you talking well, about? No, Todd doesn't return <laughs> emails. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need an IP address. It doesn't, oh, yeah, doesn't exactly. matter. I'm just letting you guys know, but I, but there's going to be a new page. If it's not there now, it's going to be there very soon. There'll be a new page called Privacy. There'll be linked back to all the privacy statements for uh, our hosting company and all that kind of stuff. You're going to find all that there. All right. There's just 2020 housekeeping stuff, guys. You've already stopped listening anyway, unless you're like totally hardcore. In that case, rad. Keep on keeping on. Last thing, do me a huge favor. Make 2020 the year you actually share White Roof Radio with your friends. Make this the year that you actually say on Twitter, the, Hey, that last episode of white Refredo is rad. Make this the year that you go to some other website, you use the chat, you do something just to help us a little bit. Don't leave a comment in iTunes. That doesn't do any good. We've got plenty of reviews, plenty of stars in, in iTunes. What really helps is if you guys are on Twitter or on Facebook or even on uh, Instagram and you're tagging us on Instagram, tagging us on Twitter, tagging us on stupid Facebook, which I hate. Oh, my God. Stop using Facebook Um, or sharing on the socials, please. That would be super duper awesome and greatly appreciated, like a lot. Okay, cool. And then the last thing, last thing for reals, and then I'll make plenty of clicking sound is we're still making that other show, Black Roof Radio. Those of you who are interested, Black Roof Radio, super secret, top secret club, where we like, it's basically, it was invented so Gabe could cuss, and we didn't have to put that into iTunes. Um, and it just kind of steamrolled into, like, our pre-show, basically. It's like it's a, a Red Fox album. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's like a Red Fox album, and sometimes it's just Not. another, it's a, it's a second episode. Most times it's a second show of the week. And usually it's just as good as the first show, but without all the advertising stuff, because you guys are paying for that separate. All you have to do, click over patreon.com forward slash white roof radio. And I have to just kick in a, a, a something per month. It's entirely up to you, and you'll get access to that. 2020 is a year. I'm going to try to come up with some really cool stuff. Not butter, but something really cool for you guys that have been helping us out for a long time. And that little bit that we make from Patreon actually does help. That covers hosting costs. Done. Right? Super nice. Super helpful. My goal still is to make this listener supported. And that takes you. If I could get 300 of you guys on the Patreon page... This show would be listener supported. 300 people. Simple. Do it. 2020 is our year. I know it is. But now we are done. Officially finished. One more, one more quick check with Todd. Todd, you're done? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm beyond done. Beautiful. Chad, you're done? I am good. I don't have anything more. Excellent. Thanks, fellas. Again, thanks, everybody, for following along, staying with us. We really appreciate it. Hope you had a great holiday.
This is the part of the show, though, where I do like to make that funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next weekend, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. Oh, dude, how long I'll be walking around with my fly down? <laughs> totally leaving that in, too. <laughs>